Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Make It Kind. M.I.P. With Massimella Mark Thompson. Get woke. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is crunch time. We're getting everybody on the show we can to keep us motivated and pumped up, do what we need to do. And we're still winning with black women. And it's important because we want to be able to see everybody feels like a lot of people feel like uh, there should have been a different MVP in the World Series. It should have been Mookie. But we're going to get another MVP if we get out and vote uh, before Tuesday. Ideally, we'll get another MVP come January. MVP Kamala Harris, Madam Vice President. All right. Joining us once again, someone that we may fast friends. We met on the air. I want to thank her. My uh, aunt celebrated her 95th birthday in Memphis, my aunt Helen Thompson Mosby. And my guests got a Senate resolution to honor her. The whole family was elated and happy. Got me out of the doghouse, I think, (laughs) with a couple of cousins. Maybe not, but you know, but anyway, my stock went up a little bit, even though I didn't do anything. She offered to do it. And we're so, so thankful. Let, let me just introduce her properly for the second time. She serves as second vice chairwoman of the Senate Education Committee and is a member of the Commerce and Labor Committee, the Energy, Agriculture and Natural Resources Committee and the Ethics Committee for the Senate in Tennessee. Also currently the chair of the Senate Democratic Caucus, Her policy focus aims to improve student outcomes, reform outdated criminal justice rules, to expand middle class security and opportunities to more Tennessee families. And she stands up for the people who live in her district, as well as Tennesseans from all um, walks of life. Uh, We're so happy to have with us Senator Ramesh Ekberry back here on Make It Plain. 
Hey there, how are you? Hey, I'm well, my pleasure. Just trying to get as many folks as possible to vote uh, as quickly as possible. So I'm hanging in there. <laughs> Good. Well, and I know you're doing it. Uh, and again, thank you for what um, you did for my aunt. Folks, she's wearing an elect Fannie Lou Hamer t-shirt. Isn't that great? Yes. When it was black women. That's amazing. I told her, let me let her know, let me know where she got there, because I definitely want to get one of those myself. We've been there's been a lot of news coverage, obviously, of, of many states. Um, and I guess because they're more battleground, so to speak. But we haven't seen as, as much coverage of Tennessee. What is it looking like in terms of early early voting down there? Um, how's it turn out? Are you all having long lines too? We are having long lines, but they're moving pretty quickly. It's not really like some states, it's a matter of sites being closed and really an, an example of disenfranchisement. For us, it just has to do with voter excitement. Over 100% of the people who early voted in 2016 have already voted. We've had record turnout and we have a record amount of people that are registered to vote in Tennessee. Our population is about 6.5 million total, including children. 4.4 million are registered to vote. Uh, so it's a big deal. People are excited. I think there's some seats we might be able to flip. I'm the Senate caucus chairwoman, so that's one of my primary goals. Uh, but it's really good to see people engaged in the process. So I'm hoping we'll finish strong. And then on Election Day, we'll have a good turnout as well. That's good to know. What's the mail-in ballot situation in Tennessee? We So we do not have no excuse absentee ballots. We tried that. Uh, court decision allowed it during the primary. Our secretary of state challenged it and the court overturned it. However, it is a lot easier than people think. If you have fear of getting COVID or you take care of someone who might get it, you can get a ballot. Only problem with Tennessee is we do not have drop off boxes. We have you have to mail it in through the post office. However, starting today, I think through Election Day at 3 p.m., there are certain post offices you can just drop it off and you won't have to worry about it going through the mail. But there's only like one per county. Like in Memphis, as large as we are, there's only one and it's more out east towards predominantly, a predominantly white community. So it it makes it more difficult. But people are requesting those ballots. They're mailing it in. A good percentage have already turned them in. Uh, so that's encouraging. But unfortunately, we don't start counting ballots till 8 a.m. on Election Day. So it potentially will be a long election week, especially for some of these states that are on razor thin margins that we're looking to flip. So we saw what Kavanaugh said the other day and what the Supreme Court ruled. Are they even going to let you think? And with now Amy Coney Barrett on there, are they going to let this go as long as they normally would? Normally, they do finish counting mail in ballots mm -hmm. after election day. That's pretty par for the course. But the Supreme Court is threatening to cut that out, to eliminate that if, if Trump and his minions go to court. And so nothing would be counted past midnight. It is a significant barrier, I think. Um, as long as the ballot is received on election day, I see no reason why it should not be counted. So the most important thing is for folks to get these things in early. And then also um, in these states that really do early voting uh, vote totals before, uh, I'm sorry, absentee vote totals before the election ends, like Ohio, where you could win outright if you win them. Those are states that are important. And then I think when you have states like Georgia and Texas in play as well, and even Arizona, it helps provide a larger cushion, of course, for my candidate, which is Joe Biden, um, to potentially win. Because the bottom line is we need to win big and we need to win outright 
on election day, because otherwise, with the foolishness coming out of the White House, this packed six to three Supreme Court, which is a real travesty of any legacy remains of the Trump administration and Mitch McConnell and his, I don't know, goons, is that they have stacked and packed a Supreme Court and the federal bench, which will affect generations to come. So the bottom line is get out, vote, vote early, get it in the bank. Um, and if you have to vote absentee, take it to the post office, take it to your drop off location because you don't want to have any problems there either. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's very important. So. If so, you're saying normally that Tennessee would would gather those mail in ballots and they'd go beyond November 3rd to make sure they were counted. Right. Right. We we've had that happen before and certainly go into the night, even in the primary in August. The decision in one particular race was a very tough Democratic primary. The decision wasn't made till like three or four in the morning uh, based on absentee ballots continuing to be counted. So it would be pretty absurd for them. not. I understand there's some challenges around ballots that are postmarked but arrive late. But to have ballots in hand and not count them simply because the day has elapsed uh, is ridiculous. And if we get to that point, it is it is really a stain on our democracy. So let me ask you this. Um, election officials in Tennessee, um, would they be inclined to resist the Trump administration if they were to demand, because they're going to have to go to every state, right. if the Trump administration says, we don't want you to count past midnight, um, do election officials in Tennessee, um, would they be able or willing to resist that or would they display some partisan behavior themselves, Senator? Well, unfortunately, our Secretary of State is a Republican appointee. It's not a position that's elected. It's appointed by the governor or recommended by the governor or approved by the General Assembly. I will say this, though, Tennessee is more than likely going to go for Donald Trump. So not counting ballots potentially could hurt Republicans down ballot. Uh, so we'll see what that actually looks like, because we have several races that are marginal. Uh, I guess gap is really razor thin and uh, the margins really do push towards the Democrats. So I think they'll want to have every uh, vote they can get. And these are just a couple of races, probably about four or five in the House and two in the Senate. But it still makes a difference. So we'll see. All right. So talk to us, if you would, about are there some competitive House seats that could flip from red to blue? We do have them. I'm talking about the state house, though. Unfortunately, our congressional districts are pretty much set. We have they've been drawn where we have two Democrats, Steve Cohen in Memphis and Congressman Cooper in Nashville. Otherwise, it's it's practically impossible the way the districts have been gerrymandered. However, if they're able to pick up a certain amount of seats in the state house, they can eliminate the supermajority, which will help with redistricting. That's something that's really going to be uh, really tragic. And it's been tragic in Tennessee. Tennessee, Democrats were in the majority until the midterm election after President Obama was elected. That was right before redistricting. And the Republicans just gerrymandered the hell out of us. Excuse, excuse my expression. Uh, they took seats from Memphis. They took seats from Middle Tennessee. And so they, again, think that they might take an additional House seat from Memphis. And part of that is people... As much as we've tried, it's just very difficult to get folks to fill out their census application as well. So uh, we'll see. So, of course, folks, and that's why, again, down ballot's important because we're looking at redistricting. Um, we want to be sure that that goes well for us because they have been gerrymandering us to death for the past decade. 
Um, so that is absolutely critical. Um, I was just reading some reports about how historically turnout in Tennessee has been low the past few years. Um, but there's some analysis that says if we could figure out a way going forward to get Tennessee turnout up, it could be it could get a little pink, mm-hmm. couldn't it, rather than just red, right? Oh, agree wholeheartedly. If black folks and other minorities across this state would vote other people of color, would vote, it would make a difference. And I think we're, I'm hoping we're facing the beginnings of what Georgia has faced for several, a couple, at least a decade, where if folks, people of color would vote, would register and actually vote, uh, it could change the dynamics of the General Assembly and the state uh, in general. So I'm hoping so, especially when you look at cities like Nashville, where their population growth is just out of control in a good way. And most of those people who are coming in are leading more liberal, more blue. Uh, and we're not nearly as red as the we've been gerrymandered to be. Our last statewide election where Marsha Blackburn won, which is just a real travesty, um, but truly. Uh, she 44% of the vote went to the Democrat, yeah, but it just wasn't enough. And I think her election also showed a, a sincere shift in our state being more pragmatic and being more partisan just for the heck of being partisan. Uh, because the person running against her was much more qualified. He was our last Democratic elected um, governor. He won all 95 counties. And it was just it was just ridiculous. And she said something today that was crazy. Um, she was on a call with Google and complained about an engineer who'd said some critical things about her and wanted to know if he was still employed. I mean, U.S. Senator trying to get somebody fired at Google. It's just insane. And, yeah. and obviously, too, she was in on this crazy Supreme Court nomination. Have you ever seen... A Supreme Court nom- a, 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 a Supreme Court justice. She was confirmed, sworn in, and then participate in a commercial for a presidential candidate. That's so I mean, that right there. It, you really want to be real, real about it. Shoot, if you were a judge, or if I were a black judge, and did that, that'd be against the law. Right, we'd be gone. There'd be ethical complaints, um, all sorts of things. It's ridiculous. That whole process was a sham. It's shameful. Uh, it is is ridiculous. She's unqualified, first of all. And it, and it really, it's unfortunate that someone like Ruth Bader Ginsburg was replaced by someone so unqualified and so partisan like ACB or whatever whatever they're calling her. And it, it, it's also interesting that she was sworn in by Clarence Thomas, who he himself someone who was supremely unqualified, extremely partisan, replacing someone like Thurgood Marshall. It really is just ridiculous. The Republicans have gotten what they wanted. They wanted a conservative bench. Now they have it. Um, and unfortunately, I, I, I just think that's going to be a lasting legacy we're going to have to grapple with, even in a Biden-Harris administration where you can undo some of these horrific executive orders and these silly tax cuts that benefit the rich and truly do not help the poor. It's going to be difficult when you have a judicial branch that's it's like the judicial gerrymandering. Like they've been packed full of people for lifetime appointments who are wholly unqualified. And I say this as an attorney, like it will be I feel like I should be able to apply for anything I want to be. I should be able to apply to be Superman based on the lack of credentials they have compared with. You know what I mean? Like the sky is the limit. But of course, I know that. That only applies to certain people, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, it, it, it obviously does only apply to certain people. Um, Marquita Bradshaw. Yes. So last time around, did you say Blackburn's a 
opponent got a 44%. He did. Mm-hmm. He, and he had millions of, his name was Phil Bredesen. That's right. It was Bredesen. Mm-hmm. Former governor. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember. Right. Governor. So does Marquita stand a chance of reaching that 44? I hope so. I hope so. I know that Bredesen had some crossover vote, probably just because he was a more conservative Democrat and he did have a substantial amount of more funding. However, I will say this. People are truly fired up in Tennessee. I know it's an extremely red state. They support Donald Trump, but there are a lot of folks who don't. Uh, And I think they're excited to see a black woman at the top of the ticket, particularly in Memphis, in Chattanooga, Knoxville and Nashville. And so I don't know if that'll be enough, but our our cities are big, bright blue dots in a sea of red. So I'm hoping, I know she will definitely get it over 35%. I'm hoping she'll get even higher. She has been significantly outspent, but she's been working her tail off. She's had a plan to visit all all counties, all 95 counties. She even jumped out of an airplane. This shows she was all in for and committed. So, I mean, she she's doing her part. Uh, and she, and again, she was a complete grassroots candidate, complete surprise that she won the primary, but she hasn't, she made history. So I'm hoping that she will, you know, who knows what will happen. I say anything is possible. Just like Mike Espy in Mississippi, anything is possible. It's still Mississippi, but anything is possible. And that race has really tightened up. And, you know, they're right across the river from us or down the street. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, I, matter of fact, I, I met someone recently who claims he's from Memphis, but he uses expressions I've not heard. I said, I think you're really from Mississippi. But (laughs) I'm saying that to say that's how close Mm -hmm. Mississippi and Mm -hmm. Memphis are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, the majority of folks who work in South Memphis and Whitehaven live in Mississippi. It's just right across, right down the street. (laughs) Right, right, right. Matter of fact, I'm going to put it to the test. This is one thing he said to me that didn't sound Memphian to me. Right. He's from Memphis. Have you do people in Memphis? Have you ever heard of grits casserole with cornflakes in Memphis? Mm -mm. See, that's what I'm saying. That's a Mississippi thing. I'd say Mm -mm. I got family in Memphis. I ain't never heard Mm -mm. of that. Thank you. Okay. Have you said cheese, butter and salt or even folks who put sugar in their grits? I mean, I I could get that. But cornflakes. Yeah. So that's not a Memphis thing. Mississippi made that up. That that reeks of Mississippi. No shade, but all the shade. <laughs> right, 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 right. But okay, so we folks who want to support uh, Marquita, remember, I just alluded to it. Blackburn's opponent was a former Democratic governor. So, like Texas, Tennessee has been blue. That happened. Al Gore was the senator. He wasn't on the ticket just out of the clear blue sky. So, just wanna just wanna keep that in mind. What's what's your confidence level for the Biden Harris ticket? What what are you thinking? You think we got this in the bag or or just what? Let me tell you something. I'm a little shell shocked from 2016, but I'll say this. I'm I'm real leery of reading polls, but I do think that they are they are they have they've resonated with people who are tired of the covid pandemic, who have lost their jobs, who have the possibility of not having health care and who are tired of having a president who is who fashions himself as some sort of tyrant, consistently does things that embarrasses folks. There's been this conversation about, well, black men are not buying what Biden and Harris are selling. I don't agree with that. I don't think that they're following along the pathways of 50 Cent, who claims he was joking, or Ice Cube. If you actually look at the Black agenda 
for Joe Biden, it was very thoughtfully orchestrated. And I was on the criminal justice task force that came up with great policies around getting rid of uh, private prisons, getting rid of cash bail, making more equitable drug laws, decriminalizing marijuana, wiping records clear for people who have had marijuana convictions. So it's definitely room in, in that agenda for, for black folks. And as far as investment in the black community, actually having strategic investments in HBCUs, which we have seen the, the Trump administration is all talk when it comes to that. Actually having available capital for black folks who want to start businesses, student loan forgiveness, making folks sure that folks who want to go to college, want to go to HBCUs can go for free, helping folks buy their first home. These are all things that young black folks and really folks across the country are struggling with. And so I, I think that the Biden-Harris administration is er, campaign is resonating. I think it will have an impact. You have folks across the spectrum who are supporting, who are just tired of the status quo. And for folks who say, well, Donald Trump, at least he appeals to, or he's listened to the, I think Charlemagne the God said, at least he's listened to black men or identified that there's someone worth listening to. I don't agree with that either, because what has he done in the past four years to make that happen? Nothing. But, uh, what would you say to black men, though, who are duped by this, who've been targeted for disinformation? Senator, what advice, if you were talking to your brethren, um, or, or what have you, or your sons, or black men who are listening, as a black woman, what would you say to them about this race and, and not being fooled? I would say, listen, Donald Trump is going to say and do anything that he can to stay in office. He knows that he faces possible criminal convictions and also just the financial implications. If we want to know what he's going to do, we have to look at what he's done. He pushed forward a criminal justice bill that was something that was passed by Democrats in the House. Uh, he just signed it. He's pardoned a series of folks and granted clemency out of like 40 plus people. I think only seven or eight of them were actually black folks. What is it? Economically, he has no real plan to try and help the middle class or to help folks who are struggling. And he, <laughs> I don't want to say it, but I mean, he's a racist, okay? His own, his son-in-law, who's one of his top advisors, had the audacity to get on the news and say, the Trump administration wants to help black folks, but we can't want it more than they do. I mean, come on. The, that's the language. That is coded and heavy language uh, that he's speaking. And I think it speaks to a a general idea that they believe. As far as looking at healthcare, which I think is one of the number one issues, Donald Trump is trying to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. Surely that has to resonate with, with folks who who are facing a pandemic with, with worse health outcomes. So I say, don't listen to what he says. The platinum plan is not something that's realistic. The Biden black agenda, the lift every voice agenda is something that is, it's well thought out. It has buy-in from members of the Congressional Black Caucus. It has support from folks across the, the country really. Um, and, and the platinum plan is something that just kind of came about. And again, I say, okay, Donald Trump, this is your platinum plan, but, but where was it three and a half years ago? Where was it two years ago? Uh, so don't be fooled. Don't fall for the okie doke. He wants to get your vote, but he doesn't believe that Black Lives Matters. He thinks that there is not a such thing as implicit bias or police shooting. I literally just got an email from the Department of Children's Services in Tennessee where they have stopped all diversity sensitivity training. This is because of someone like Donald Trump. 
And is that, is that what we want? Is that what we want for our country? I don't think so. Uh, so so I'll get off my soapbox because I could talk about it all day. Please don't be fooled. Don't fall for the okie doke. You recognize your power, recognize your voice, recognize your vote. And don't say Democrats always take you for granted. I'm a Democrat and I don't take black folks for granted. I don't take myself for granted. So I can't take you for granted. Well, wait a minute. We invited you here to do some soapboxing. So no, that's cool. Okay. That's, what you, that's what you're here for. <laughs> um, and, and why, well, shouldn't we as black men support this black woman? You know, people were saying we're tired of them, the Democratic Party giving us same old white men. Well, you could have supported the black woman in the primary. Right. They didn't give right. you Joe Biden. Joe Biden was the default. And don't get me wrong, I like Joe. But Joe knows it. I'm not the number showed it. He, if it if it weren't for South Carolina and the other black candidates and the brown one and the women pretty much getting out of the way. Because there was there was a diversity. You had a black woman, you had a black man, you had a brown person, you had LGBT brother, mm -hmm. you had several women. It was it was down to South Carolina. And then to be transparent, we know that there were conversations even then. You've got to put the sister on the ticket. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. just gonna say that. So mm -hmm. but we need to support this black woman. That's the thing that's ironic to me. Because most me black men do like black women and wouldn't mm -hmm. be without black women. They, you love your mama. Right. You, know, you love that right. sister that you're trying to hook up with. <laughs> so <laughs> support, black, support a black woman. Right. And, you know, black women have been leading us all our lives. Let, them right. lead, let her lead us in the White House, right? Exactly. I mean, it, it's that's the part that we struggle with. Right. I'm, I'm in a group with the women, with the black women. And that's the thing that we talk about. How do we get black men on board to support Senator Harris as a black woman? I mean, it, this shouldn't be a conversation that we're having. She's amply qualified. She's a proud graduate of Har uh, Howard. Sorry. She is a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I mean, her people want to kind of ding her on her 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 history as a prosecutor, I'm like, but have you looked at the reform that she's instituted as a prosecutor? Have you looked at the transition in the lives that she's changed? I think that it's just like we voted in record numbers for Barack Obama, we're about to make history here with a black woman, Kamala Harris. Uh, and, it's, it, 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 and we are our brother and sister's keepers. And beyond that, she's qualified. It's not like that she's someone who just came out of the blue, hasn't been involved in public service. So I say, listen, guys, come on, man. Come on. Come on. You you love black women. You 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 have black women. You have daughters. You have sisters. You have mamas. Kamala Harris it is in all. We're all in Kamala Harris because we are connected as sisters and sisters in the struggle and sisters of color. And I just I would I I want that to change. I don't want that to be the narrative. That was the same narrative with Stacey Abrams in Georgia and the small margin that she lost by and the percentage of black male Democratic voters who voted for her opponent. I think we got to get past that. We got to lead. We got to lead. And we also got to let women lead. We got to be in front and in behind. We, we can do both. So that, that's how I feel. And I'm doing step up. Come on, guys. Donald Trump going to look out for us more than Kamala Harris. Is that what y'all really want to believe when his no good son-in-law just said we lazy and shiftless again and we mm -hmm. don't want to. But we running behind that. And then how mm -hmm. you going to sing after police? running with the man who supports the police and minimizes the killing of our people at the hands of the police. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm with you. I'm with you hundred percent. 
literally had people speaking at the RNC who pointed weapons at peaceful protesters for Black Lives Matters. That is who you're dealing with. You think that this is someone that should be supported? He had the attorney general from Kentucky who failed to press charges against the police officers who murdered Breonna Taylor in her sleep. The wall in the apartment next door was more valuable than her life. That's the president that we want to support? No. Come on, wake up. Do not fall for the okie doke. Don't regret it because I can assure you, four more years of Donald Trump, I don't know what our country will look like. It just, and black folks are going to be the ones that suffer always. If if the country's doing bad, we're doing worse. And so we have to keep that in mind. Last thing. Um, white women have been shifting since 2018. Suburban, college educated, non-college educated. He knows it. He's literally begging white women to keep loving him. All right. Are there some white women in Tennessee from what you have noticed that are also shifting somewhat? Again, I know it's it's we're not going to be blue this time. But are you are there white women who are like, are you finding that are like we've had enough? I have heard that it's all anecdotal, of course, uh, but especially uh, white women who have previously been involved in politics on the Republican side. They're just like, I can't vote for him. This is not the party that represents me. And I'll tell you what, a lot of them really like Kamala Harris. Uh, I I don't know what it is, but they do. Um, I think that she resonates with them. Her message is very clear. I think that she she represent, represents hope and positivity and a future and outside of this cycle of the same old people being in elected office. But yes, it's anecdotal, but certainly I think people are just, and I've gotten it from black, from white men too, who are like, look, I voted Republican all my life. I cannot vote for this man again. He is not a Republican. And I think Joe Biden is someone that kind of can, can branch that divide. And then having someone like Senator Harris, who I think really is the future, um, also helps motivate folks. Yeah, absolutely. God bless you. Thank you again, Thank Senator Eggberry, for honoring my aunt Helen Thompson Mosley for sure. her 95th birthday with that great Senate resolution. Um, folks, let your friends and family know if, if you've got them in Tennessee, call them tonight and encourage them to vote. And Senator, we'll keep praying and see what happens Tuesday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us again. My pleasure. Take care. All right. Thank you. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, subscribe, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secured Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FTIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details.